Well, how you doing? Good Monday night to you. Yeah, after a week off because of the Labor Day holiday, we are back at it. And I, for one, could not be happier. My name is Steve Courtney, joined by my broadcast partner, Jamie Edmonds. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, we are both uh, just coming off the golf course. Kudos to everyone involved in the fantastic Ted Lindsay Foundation outing at Detroit Golf Club. There were a lot of players out there, uh, some valuable, valuable funds raised uh, for some uh, folks in need. Fighting autism, which was his cause always. Always. And I think that's fantastic. I met his daughter. Wonderful She was lady. going around. And I just, I love that his legacy lives on here in Detroit. And you know what I think, uh, Jamie, that's going to be the situation for years to come. And and, and that's just awesome. Well, both courses were filled. So people are on board and uh, willing to support this worthy cause. We'll have uh, more on those developments coming up. Uh, But there is a lot to unpack in this edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Obviously, yesterday, uh, Dan Campbell made his Lions head coaching debut. And uh, did it go smoothly at the beginning? No. I think the simple lesson, Jamie, is when you are booed off by the home crowd uh, at the half, things are not going well, and they certainly weren't. The Lions trailing 31-10 at that point. Yeah, welcome to Detroit, Dan. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough to hear those boos. You You don't want that in your first game, but at least they gave some fight in the second half. Well, you know, there were some things, uh, you know, at work here. Obviously, uh, Lions fans wanted to know exactly what type of player Jared Goff is going to be. Uh, He goes 38 of 57, 338 yards, three touchdowns, but he did throw the very costly pick six. I think if you take that out of the equation, did he miss some throws? Yes, he did. But when he's putting up 338 yards, isn't that pretty much what you're going to expect from him? What you're asking of him? Yeah, I thought he forced it a couple times in that pick six. He was going for T.J. Hawkinson, who had three defenders around him. Right. And he went to T.J. Hawkinson, his running backs, most of the time. I think they were targeted 30 times. Does he not trust his receivers? Is he rushed? You know, I don't know. But I think he is going to be looking for T.J. more times than that. Which is Um, great for me because he's on my fantasy. Thank you, Hawk. You're not one of those people, are you? I have one team. I don't go overboard. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Hawk had uh, a career-high eight receptions for 97 yards. Also, uh, Taylor Decker, uh, the fine left tackle, unable to go. He's got some finger ailment going on. Um, Penny Sewell, uh, El Numero Uno uh, draft selection, gets that start at left tackle. Let me tell you something. I love watching the offensive line. I think that says a lot about me. Uh, but the dude played ball. Mm-hmm. Well, that's his natural position. So they yeah. he's practicing on right, all camp. Taylor Decker goes down. They move him to left, and he excels. And now it's like, well, okay, now what? But he looked good for a rookie against Nick Bosa. Yeah, and I'm sure there were many that were under the impression. As a matter of fact, I read a, a couple of pieces leading up to the tilt saying that Penny is going to have his work cut out and mm-hmm. this could be a four-sack game for Nick Bosa, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't. As a matter of fact, Bosa, after the game, said, look, you know, the dude can play. He is going to be around for a while. And he's going to be a good one. So that's pretty high praise right there. Right. He, the I believe Detroit reporters went into San Francisco's area to talk to Nick Bosa, and he said Penny Sewell is a great left tackle, that he should stay at left. I don't see that happening. I don't either. I just don't. You know, Taylor Decker, complete respect for that guy. You know, 
And there is the adage that you don't lose your starting job because of injury. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what this finger thing's all about. You know, there's been a lot on social media. When isn't there? about this particular ailment and how a finger can keep somebody out of uh, action. It's got to be something that's rather severe, I would think, to the point that he's going to have to have surgery. Right. And they said it was a routine play in practice on Wednesday, and now he's out. I wonder what happened. But I'll tell you who won't tell us, the Lions. No, never. No. (laughs) Uh, The situation, uh, indeed, uh, yesterday got worse. Uh, The 49ers would make it a 38-10 ball game into the third quarter. At that point, uh, there was an exodus going on at Ford Field. Uh, It was looking rather bleak. Um, And look, the expectations on this 2021 Lion team are non-existent. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in their locker room. Then obviously you expect. Right. But the overall consensus is you're a four, five, six win team. Mm -hmm. Six being on the heavy side. I believe we picked the under two weeks ago, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, And that was uh, a very strong opinion, I think, on both parts. Um, But Dan Campbell, there was a difference here. And and, and, and we discussed this uh, a bit earlier, Jamie, at the uh, golf course. And you made a valid point. Would the Lions have come back to the degree that they did, although they fell short, if Matt Patricia was still on the sideline? No. And that's what we discussed, because they would give up. In my opinion, I mean, I wasn't there in the locker room, but it felt like they would give up on Matt Patricia. If they were down by a lot, they didn't love this guy, they didn't buy into his system, yada, 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 so they would give up. I think they like Dan Campbell. They want Dan Campbell to succeed, so they believed him in the halftime discussion in the locker room, let's go one play at a time, and what a sequence it was to score a touchdown, get two points, get the ball back, the onside's kick, then force a fumble, it was exciting, at least. Well, you know, and, you know, we digress. Uh, how cool was it to actually see Fannies in Ford Field? Right. That I mean, was let's fun. start there. I mean, yeah. uh, because, look, uh, saw some ball games, you know, minus fans last year in East Lansing in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, and it was surreal. And it was weird. It, it, very weird. Uh, you know, and players feed off emotion. It's just the nature of the beast. So that was great. And uh, had a couple buddies that were there. Um, that said when this barrage that the Lions put up to the tune of 23 points in just three-plus minutes with everything that you uh, had mentioned, Jamie, um, the place was going absolutely ballistic. Look, Lions fans want to win now. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear, well, this is a rebuild. This is going to be a year or two or three years away. Let's win right now. So when you're down... 38-10 in the third quarter, and all of a sudden you see this stuff going on before you. Of course it's exciting. Yeah, when there wasn't much to cheer about last year. And so if they're coming back, they're forcing fumbles, they're making it fun to watch, I'm fine with them rebuilding and maybe not being that competitive this year, but at least make a couple games exciting for all of us to watch. Be competitive. Right. You know, uh, look, the last three years... We're an absolute nightmare. Very, very dark. Yes. So if you can make it competitive and make it close and make it entertaining and you fall short. Fine. Whatever. I understand what the situation is here. Right. To a large degree, the pantry's empty. Let's go hit some heads and see what happens. Bite some kneecaps. Bite a kneecap. Very (laughs) good. (laughs) 
But here's the thing. When you look at it, the reality of it, and I know uh, I, I overheard some folks at the golf course talking about it. Typical Lions. They're down. They make it close. They lose. I do not think this was same old Lions on Sunday. Same old Lions wouldn't have rallied like that, wouldn't have even made plays, wouldn't have been competitive against a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. I believe this is not same old Lions. Well, here's the deal. This team, at the end of the day, did not quit. Right. So they have that going for them. Now, what that translates moving forward, but here's another thing, another little bite of a reality sandwich. (laughs) The last two years... Your sayings. I'm going to internalize them and use them myself, but go on. Hey, put them in a book. Okay. We'll split it. Uh, The defense the last couple of years has been woeful. Mm -hmm. Embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Worse than the league. Still giving up up points this year. They didn't really uh, pressure Jimmy Garoppolo that much, did they? Tracy Walker had one sack. Right. That was it. They didn't get to him. So if you're going to play zone defense, you got to at least pressure him. So that didn't happen. And then when they're in this zone, he started picking them apart. So, Well, and, you know, you got to have a pass rush to help out an extremely young secondary. Jeff Akuda in his second year, struggled. Mm-hmm. He struggled hard. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of uh, passes defended. But it was a long day for Jeff Akuda. And then it got longer. Uh, because we saw DB coach Aubrey Pleasant absolutely undress him on the sideline. Yes. It was almost tough to watch. You don't want to see a young guy getting screamed at like that. Look, I give Akuda all the credit in the world. He sat there. Mm-hmm. He took it. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was trying to explain something. Aubrey wanted nothing to do with it. And then it was the linebacker, Alex uh, Anzalone. That came in, and I think because it it, it stopped, the uh, the video stopped, and he was trying to get Aubrey Pleasant to kind of okay. You got your point like it's across. Enough. They did embrace at the end of this, so maybe this is a yes. little tough love. Maybe this is football. This is what he needs because he does need to develop. But it did seem very harsh. Well, and you hate to see it, but uh, we understand that uh, the young fellow Akuda is gone for the year. Uh, with an Achilles injury. so That's tough. Because by all accounts, he was having a strong camp. The Lions were seeing something in him, and he was working his butt off. So in that respect, for a young guy to lose a season, I feel for him. There was a lot of raves for him in mm-hmm. camp. That mm-hmm. Yeah, he has turned the corner here. And sometimes you see that between your rookie and second year. So we'll see. All the best, though, to uh, Jeff Akuda. Meanwhile, yep. we got to take a break. Uh, there are some Lions fans who are hoping that Matthew Stafford fails. I did get a few texts pre-Rams game about this. Did you know? Yes. Hmm. Sad but true. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk about that because the way he started last night, folks, he is not going to fail in the City of Angels. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, We'll talk about that. Uh, Big college football weekend as well. Plenty to unpack here on the WJR Sportsbook. And speaking of our good friends at WinBet, uh, they installed your Detroit Lions as nine-point dogs, you recall to the 49ers of San Francisco. So that means Lions covered. Woo! There you go. <laughs> Just sharing a little... So uh, we little, got that going for us. A little something-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, up next for the Honolulu Blue and Silver, a little Monday night football action at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers and the 
so far dreadful. Uh, Green Bay Packers falling hard to the Saints yesterday in the opener, 38-3. to Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, what'd you think? Uh, this is just me. Yes. I, I think his interest in playing football right now is probably at an all-time low. Again, here's a guy uh, that did come out and say, hey, if I was offered the Jeopardy job, I would take it. Mm-hmm. So they didn't. And he ends up back in Green Bay. He held out. And yeah, and he's gone through all that. They didn't call me to, you know, consult with me about some of the decisions involved in the ball club. And I took offense to it. And, you know, he's there. And I want Randall Cobb back. So they go back and get Randall Cobb. And, you know, uh, I don't know if this situation is reparable. I just don't. Well, I do think he's a gamer. So if he starts to get back on, you know, his regular schedule, football is life, that kind of thing, he's a good football player. Oh, he is good. So maybe. But I think he's always been into two things, Aaron and Rodgers. Oh, interesting. He is a me, me, me dude. Really? And I don't know. I don't know if I ever thought that, but I guess I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, he uh, he likes, you know... Well, there was an interview they did with him uh, yesterday during the course of it. And, you know, it was rather matter of fact. I would like to be consulted. I think I've paid my dues. Uh, I think they should, you know, give me a buzz and I can give them feedback about this, that, or the other thing. And that we don't have time to get into that conversation mm-hmm. right now because, you know, that can go, you know, two ways. I understand where he's coming from. He is damn good at what he does. He has had success. He's a Super Bowl winner. But at the same time, dude, you're paid to play. True. But just think of a regular corporation. He's a good employee. Their best employee, he would like to be consulted. Know what the plan is for the future. I've been here 23 years. Do they consult you? Never. (laughs) (laughs) I understand it. Sometimes they'll, you know, hey, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. But that's not my job. Yeah, okay. My job is to spend time with great folks like you. Well, aren't you lucky, because here I am. Here we are. (laughs) Uh, Lions installed, even though the Packers lost hard, they're still 11-point dogs for that Monday night tilt. You know when he's going to come back and be a gamer (laughs) next week. Oh, oh. (laughs) you know who was a gamer? Number nine. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember him. Matthew Stafford, huh? Did you get emotional seeing him in the Rams uniform? No. No? No. I did. Okay. I got. <laughs> well, you talk about you were talking about off air how much you like him as a person and you yes. want him to succeed, and you got emotional because you like the person and you want him to. He's have a success. good man, and you know I think you know for Lions fans, you know, and thank goodness for the most part. I'm not saying I don't like him, by the way. Right, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but you know, for some Lions fans, you know, they looked at him. You know, about the playoff record and this, that, and the other thing. Look, numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. You know, really open up some books and look at the numbers Matthew Stafford put up during his time here. With no legitimate run game ever. And how many different coaches? How many different offensive schemes? How many different general managers right. and the whole yada, yada, yada. They, 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 he says, well, he had Kelvin Johnson. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had Kelvin Johnson. How long ago was that? Yeah. So... Where was a supporting cast? 
you know, over the last five years. He had Calvin, but then he didn't have the line. He had Calvin, but he didn't have a running back. He had Calvin, but, you know, Calvin was wonderful and a Hall of Famer, and Stafford threw 45,000 yards, but he didn't have everything he needed here. For the years that Matthew was here, 11, 10, whatever the case may be, what's the percentage on the Lions being pretty much a one-dimensional team while he quarterbacked his franchise? 90, 80? I would start at 80. Okay, 80. Where yeah. was where was the cohesive, consistent running game? Non-existent. So, defenses, what would they do? Pin the ears back, boom, here we go. Mm-hmm. We'll stop the pass and it's over. And he was good enough to fire the ball where it needed to be most times. Numbers don't lie. Right. Uh, but on top of that... During his time here, he and his wife, Kelly, who was misidentified last night, but that's another that's story not the time, was a great ambassador for this city. And he backed it up. He just didn't go on and say, hey, Detroit's great, and, you know, I love being a lion, blah, blah, blah. He did stuff. I find him to be a quiet sort of leader in that respect. He didn't toot his own horn and say, look what I did at, say, Detroit. Look what I did when I donated X, Y, or Z. He was so quiet about everything that maybe people don't know how much they did here. Well, he was very involved with uh, our old Mitch Albums, Say Detroit charity. They named a field after him because mm-hmm. he gave and he gave and he gave. And, you know, Kelly as well, very generous. And uh, he was he was just, a, I think, a guy that represented this organization very well for a very long, long time. I think so. And sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, if you turn the TV on to Sunday Night Football last night, Oof. you saw it. He had three touchdowns. The third play from scrimmage was a bomb downfield. His second throw was a ram, 67 yeah. yards to Van Jefferson okay. in yeah. stride. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. 34-14 was the final. Uh, 20 of 26, 321 yards. As you mentioned, Jamie, three touchdowns, a career best, 156.1 passer rating. Yeah, and you know what perfect is? 158.3. So pretty close. And let's see here. He becomes the first player in NFL history to win his team debut while passing for 300 yards and three touchdowns without an interception. That according to Elias Sports Bureau. Pretty good start. He, in his post game on the field, said, I'm as happy as I've ever been or something like that. So I think he's really happy to be there. He's happy to have weapons like... Cooper Cup. He's happy to have a running game, an offensive line, and a coach, I believe, who asks him his thoughts. Well, he's going to have to. Uh, McVay is tied into Matthew Stafford big. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, you know, what, if you're a diehard Lions fan who appreciated Matthew Stafford while he was here, your solace came from the draft picks that we got in that deal. Because it was a sweet deal. I still think it was a great deal. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Brad Holmes, you know, worked some magic there, and, and, and that's that. But, I, you know, everybody wonders, is Matthew Stafford the ingredient that's going to get the Rams to a Super Bowl? That's a pretty tough division. Maybe one of the best in all the NFL. They believe he is. Read all the articles online today. You've got the Rams, the Seahawks who were pretty impressive yesterday. Never count those dudes out. No. The Cardinals are an up-and-coming franchise. Mm-hmm. And who am I forgetting? Who am I uh, forgetting there, Nikki boy? 
The 49ers. 49ers. Duh. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki yeah. boy. So that's going to be a stellar division. Yeah. And he turned down going to a different division, a different team. That's right. Correct? That's the... Carolina. Yeah. Turned down Carolina, wanted to be a Ram. He wanted to go to L.A. and be the guy. And he is. So far, so good for him. And then uh, in the second quarter, they show a lady in a Rams Mm t-shirt as Kelly Stafford. Not Kelly Stafford. And I'm thinking, been there a relatively short amount of time. Did she have work done already? No, it can't. (laughs) And it wasn't her. No, it definitely was not her, which is wild because she is so out there on social media. Right. Come on. You got to know what she looks like. Uh, and they later made the correction to their credit. So, yes, you know, I'm sure Kelly got a big kick out of it. But uh, she anyway. did. She posted on her social media with her friend. That's her friend. Wife one, wife two. So she's having fun with it. Uh, it was a wonderful start for uh, Stafford. And the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Now, where it goes from here, this is going to be, you know, just one of the great backdrops of this upcoming NFL season here. Oh, yeah. And people are going to be talking about Stafford here in this city all year. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people were not happy with Matthew Stafford. Go, get out of here, whatever. And now there's so much love in this town for him. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's very interesting. And that being said, you know, still just hoping Jared Goff does what he does. You know what? Because those comparisons are going to be here, fairly or unfairly, all year long. I do. You feel bad for Jared Goff for these? Uh, to a degree, I do. I do too. And I also, when he was hurried so much on Sunday, and a couple times he's getting up off his back, I'm wondering if he then realized how tough Matthew Stafford was. Well, and you know, I think what he has going for him, this Lions offensive line will be one of the stronger units on this club this year. Yeah. And he's got that going for him. Yeah, but he seemed uneasy at times. Not wanting to throw downfield. I think he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. You know, he can paint it any way he wants. You know, I'm happy to be here. You know, they, they traded for me, so they want me here. Mm-hmm. And uh, to a degree, that's true. But now people want a performance. Right. While the he's comparisons, in a very tough position. Well, while the comparisons are made all year to what Matthew Stafford does, and don't think for a second that that's not going to be the case. Right. He's watching. He's reading. He knows. And if Stafford thrives Mm -hmm. and Jared Goff struggles, that's not good. For Jared Goff. Oof. Or for the Detroit Lions. Like, we need him to be good here, so we all want that. You're absolutely right. Uh, Some great college action over the weekend as well. We'll talk about that as we continue with the WJR Sportsbook. All right, sir. Thank you very much. And speaking... Once again, of our friends at WinBet, we want to thank them, obviously, for their support. And as we look at the monitor here, getting ready for Monday Night Football, you got the uh, Ravens uh, in Vegas to face the Mahides. And uh, as it turns out, the Ravens uh, are missing a little something-something at running back. Dobbins, Edwards Hill, all gone, which uh, opens up a nice little space for the former Spartan, Le'Veon Bell, recently signed. Mm, Yes, we're in the purple now. In the... AFC North. Yes. yes. Which means he'll be going against a team that you know all too well. Yes. I'm sure they're thrilled. I'm sure the black and gold want to see him. Not. Uh, Ravens, by the way, uh, favored by four uh, in this tilt, according to our friends at WinBet. Listen, uh, speaking of uh, the Michigan State Spartans, I got to tell you, 
uh, getting a chance to see it firsthand. They're they're playing some ball. Uh, 42-14 winners over the Penguins of Youngstown State. And for the second consecutive game, Sparty starts first play, 75-yard score. Unbelievable. And Have you exciting. ever seen anything like it? No. I have one question, though. All right. What, maybe hold that play for another team. Well, you know what? I think, the, and, and the, the play call by offensive coordinator Jay Johnson was rather remarkable because you had Kenneth Walker III. The whole world thought, hand off to Kenneth Walker. Bingo! Yeah. And if you see the replay, it's rather entertaining because they couldn't get to Kenneth Walker III fast enough, and boom, there you yeah. go. Little uh, uh, toss and catch, Peyton Thorne to Jaden Reed, and... You're off to the races. But I've never seen in consecutive games 75-yard scores. First play. First play. Boom. Um, You know, Mel Tucker is the kind of guy that demands. But he's got so much respect from this ball club. Watching it on the sideline on Saturday. You know, he's high-fiving. He's coaching. He's doing this. But after timeouts, if you're a starter and you weren't in the lineup, uh, because State starts to pull away a little bit. You're coming off. Everybody is high-fiving Mel Tucker. He is a fantastic coach, clearly. Clearly. I mean, he has completely revitalized this program. Well, okay, it's early. <laughs> two games It's early. In. No, it but is. From from the time, you know, what were we, two years ago, three years ago, it was, a, like we talked about, a dark time. They couldn't do anything on the field. And look at what they're, they're, what they're doing now. Well, you know, Spartan football is based on being able – to punch the other team in the mouth and run the ball. And the numbers I'm about to share with you are scary. You, you go back to uh, Kenneth Walker and the debut he had mm-hmm. at Northwestern. 264 yards, four touchdowns. It was unbelievable. Uh, Jordan Simmons, 16 carries, 121 yards, a uh, 7.6 yard per carry average. As a team, another 272 yards on the ground for Michigan State. Which means, and I'm not going to bore you with the math, uh, through two games, they're averaging... 299 yards on the ground. Yeah, and they scored nearly 40 points both games. Well, and Peyton Thorne, uh, who is playing with so much poise at that quarterback position, 15-21, 280 yards, four touchdown throws. He also ran one. uh, No interceptions. Yeah. He obviously was the right choice for the starting quarterback position. They had to have known this weeks and weeks ago. Well, I think it's nice to have the Temple transfer, Anthony Russo, an experienced backup mm-hmm. when necessary. Mm-hmm. But who can argue with the way Peyton Thorne's playing right now? He's, he looks fantastic. He looks so good in the pocket, just waiting for the play to develop. Dog, uh, you're a state guy. You could easily make the argument that between Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor, you have one of the great dynamic duo receiver combos in Big Ten. Yeah, they get they have speed to burn too. I mean, yeah, deep threats. Yeah, that that's the thing to watch with these Spartans. I mean, they are just fast receivers, and they're deep at receiver too. Well, yeah, not uh, just the top two. You know, it's interesting, uh, and it's been pointed out. Uh, Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne, high school teammates, middle they, school. Yeah, going back forever. Yeah, they've been doing this since middle school, and I believe it shows. They might have been in the same nursery together. <laughs> I mean, just to take it a step further. So, uh, obviously, they, they know one another very well. One other point about Peyton Thorne, and I was listening to your broadcast, Steve, driving into work. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome, Plug. Um, what a poised young guy. When he talked about 
and you know we're lucky to be playing football on this day good point and thank you to those who have served i just thought that was a fantastic way to answer a question like that for a guy who was like months old when 9-11 happened sounds like a young dude that uh, you know is not taking anything for granted but having the time of his life right now yes and uh you know now uh sparty oh i gotta mention this because you know i'm sure y'all saw it uh Xavier Henderson, second quarter pick. Uh, oh my God, how amazing. athletic was that? Huh? He goes up so backwards, much air, one handed, boom, yeah, comes down, keeps possession. And by the way, on the ensuing possession, uh, Thorne found Reed for that eighty-five yard throw. So you know, football is a game of the sudden change, mm-hmm. and they're at work to precision uh, for the Spartans. But that play was unbelievable. Pretty great. Pretty great. I attempt to do something like that. It's at least six tubes of Ben Gay. <laughs> Let me mark that down. And I don't know. Another I, I don't say, even know what you put, put the over. The yep. I don't even know what the over under is on that. I, but uh, uh, I will let you know this. Up next, and this is kind of a crock. It's a family show, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Up next is the U. Yeah. They get Miami of Florida on the road, a twelve noon kick on Saturday. Now. What's Miami been up to? Well, week one, they are absolutely greased by Alabama. 44-13. Last week, last Saturday, they had their hands full with Appalachian State. Right. They're still 24 in the country. I thought they fell out. They did in the coaches, in the AP. Okay. They're still 24. At one and one, Michigan State has been installed as a seven and a half point dog. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, look at your eyes light up. I feel like that's something we should get on. I think we'll discuss that (laughs) during the break, which is going to be very soon. Uh, Now, here's the thing. Uh, All the best of the Spartans, though, in that regard. Now, you've got the Michigan football Wolverines uh, defending the house in A squared against, I thought, a Washington team that was trying to get Passed a horrific opening loss to Montana. Yeah. And they're going to have a struggle or two along the way because their offense is anemic at best. Oh, yeah. And what about the defense? Again, everyone knows Blake Corum's coming and they couldn't stop him. It was nice to see Michigan get back to some old school football uh, the way they went about their business because it was as though the late great Bo Schembechler was, you know, on the sideline and it was, uh, you know, run, run, run. I'm. Uh, bringing up the numbers right now. It was Big Ten football from Michigan on Saturday night in front of that maze out. It was pretty exciting, I thought. 387 total yards for the Wolverines, of which 343 were on the ground. So that begs the question, what's Cade up to? (laughs) Was the running game just so explosive that he didn't have to try and throw? I mean, they are without Ronnie Bell, so it worked out. Right. No, and, you know, listen, I think if you can run the ball, and I had a conversation with Mel Tucker about this, if you can run the ball consistently and that becomes one of your MOs, mm-hmm. what does that do? It just opens up your passing game immensely. Right. But they didn't throw very much at all. They didn't have to. Not when you run for, That's true. Uh, you know, 343 yards. But we'll see how the uh, season goes uh, up next will be the Huskies of Northern Illinois. They'll be at the big house, 12 noon start. Is that Rocky Lombardi? It is. (laughs) It is. With that flow, that blonde hair? 
I don't know if he did a Drew Brees and completely... Whoa, what is Drew Brees up to? I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Drew Brees looks different. I, I, I don't know if, if somebody just gave him bad advice. My producer at Channel 4 was like, are those plugs or is that a toupee? I'm like, I don't know the answer, but it's something. It is something. <laughs> oh, yes, it is something. But I'll tell you this about Drew Brees. I think he's going to be one hell of an analyst. I agree. I, I really do. And I think he must be a very nice gentleman. So. Well, I've had two phone conversations with him over the years, and he's always been the nicest guy. Yeah, he seems like That's a That's all nice I can guy. say. Um, now, do you think he's going to be the type if an NFL team... Gets in quarterback trouble, would he be able to be lured out of retirement? I don't think so. I think he's done. I agree. I agree. Oh, by the way, our friends at WinBet uh, have made the Wolverines 28-point favorites for that tilt against Northern Illinois. Okay. I could see that. Over-under is 55 in case you're wondering. So there you go. Uh, we got some final thoughts to share with you. And uh, we're going to do that in the moments ahead as we roll on with this edition of the WJR Sportsbook. As it turns out, not a whole lot of time left in this exciting episode, uh, but we still have some things to discuss. Uh, first of all, uh, some thank yous. As you well know, uh, the WJR Sportsbook is produced by the one, the only, Nicholas Roddy. Uh, wonderful job, as always, there, Nikki Boy. Uh, in charge of the buttons and dials and all the other stuff over there. And this is where the uh, turn is very interesting. Uh, Blake, the intern, who I work with on the Mitch Album Show, he has now crossed over uh, into this whole engineering thing and what could possibly... <laughs> <laughs> Did you freak out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm new to this, I'm like, oh. Everything's okay. Jason Fistler, the uh, the crafty veteran, is overseeing the proceedings, so we're good. Uh, like, just relax over there, would you? Uh, we had a wonderful day at Detroit Golf Club. Yes. Uh, with the Ted Lindsay Foundation uh, annual outing for autism, and what a great staff they have. Yes. You mean at Detroit Golf Club or the volunteers? Both. I mean, Both. everybody involved. Lou. Big Lou in charge of uh, the proceedings for mm -hmm. the, for the uh, foundation. Unbelievable. No, we missed the dinner portion because we are here, but it looked fantastic. Well, they had uh, top shelf tablecloths, and yes. I think it starts there. Honestly, the tables looked amazing. So whoever designed it, kudos. Uh, and Detroit Golf Club, you know, they are uh, so well known for throwing, you know, top shelf shindig after shindig. And uh, I love both the North and South course and... Uh, my group consisted of David Hall, yeah, that David Hall, uh, Jason Hall, his brother, and then I had Jeff Marcero, fine sales uh, manager here at WJR, and his brother Mike, some good lads, and we were doing okay. And then we had to leave because there was a rain delay. Right. Um, I thought we were donezo because it was pouring. Oh, it came down. So then everybody comes into the clubhouse, and where do they go? The bar is packed. Mm. Yeah, you, you managed to make an appearance. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I met some nice people. Yes, you did. It's always wild to me when people say, can I take a picture with you? Because I'm thinking, who the heck wants a picture with me? But sure. It happened. Yes, it did. Yes, you it did. You weren't there, though, because you, you had left and gone outside. Well, I, I, yeah. Well, you know, after I got myself a refreshing 
cocktail. Soft drink. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. Uh, but a wonderful deal. We were like at uh, 13 under with four to go. So That's I don't know. solid for a, a scramble. But I left. Right. So they so probably all their power, like a house of cards. All their power left with you. But you did get a nice gizmo, right? We got a wonderful gizmo. And uh, one of those swanky speaker GPS type things. Shout out to Bushnell if you would like to sponsor us. They are fantastic. It's the speaker thing that has a magnet that also will tell you yardage. I'm into it. Well, it's only going to take me a year and a half to figure out how that thing works. I know. Nick, the producer, would like you to just give it to him now. If well, you've got it on you. <laughs> I don't have it I'll, on I'll me. wait till tomorrow. It's fine. I don't have it on. I already gave you a three. What are you looking for everything? Good Lord. Uh, but thank you uh, to uh, everybody involved. And uh, we had a, a, another exciting episode. And that's the great thing about Detroit, Jamie. Such a wonderful sports town. There is always something to discuss. I'm having fun doing this. Hopefully you are too. I'm having a riot. I just like talking about sports in this town. And... It's fun to do it with you. Well, here's the NFL season uh, getting underway. Um, you know, obviously we'll have more time to talk about the uh, Lions' highs and lows. Again, you know, looking forward to the Monday night tilt at Lambeau. Uh, Packers are coming off a nightmare. Uh, I think if you're going to judge the two teams, who's going in on an upper, that would have to be the Lions. It would have to be, even though they lost. Yeah, I still think... The Packers are the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Well, again, you you make a great point. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in the pack, they will not be in a very good mood at all. At all. And they'll be primed to take it out on your Lions. Well, you know what? Dan Campbell's going to, I'm sure, make the point. Here we go. Yeah. Let's strap it on and get to work and see what the heck happens. So, but that being said, we are out of time, unfortunately. So, again, uh, Blake, well done. And your WJR Sportsbook debut. Jason, always a pleasure seeing you, my friend. Nikki, thank you. See you soon. A pleasure there, Jane. Yes, this was fantastic. No more golf outings this year, so we can just come here. Thanks for listening to WJR. <laughs>